welcome to the WizWare's podcast on how to plan a motorcycle trip. Now, planning a motorcycle trip can be an adventure that you never forget. And, you know, it, it can be epic. Uh, but the first thing you need to know when you're planning your adventure is that you need to start planning now. Um, at first on a, a macro level, um, and then you're going to want to fine-tune your plans. Um, you need to figure out general things. Um, like your overall destination, um, how far you'd like to travel in a day, who are your riding buddies, um, is your bike in order, and start thinking about the gear you're going to need. All those are very important things um, that you're going to need to do, but the most important is you need to start planning right now. There's just a bunch of things that you're going to need to start planning um, and and try to accomplish, um, and even if it, even if you're talking months down the road, um, especially if it's your your first motorcycle trip, because uh, there's going to be things that you're not planning. You're going to try to figure out how much gear you should bring, how many tools you should bring, um, you know, and um, plan for kind of the unexpected. And um, there's a lot of other things that go into it, and as it comes, and it's, it's a lot of excitement too. Uh, so the first thing, one of the first things, now that you've decided to start planning, um, you have to figure out a, a date and a destination. Um, and, you know, it depends on where you're going. Um, you may need to research things like um, weather. Like if you're running to Alaska, um, you're going to need to research, you know, the best times to hit those roads up there because they're not always open. Um, and, the, and, you know, quite often they'll have uh, snow on the ground. So you need to see, you know, what type of weather as far as, and if you're going down south, you may be hitting triple digit heat. Um, in that case, you need to make sure that your, your bike is, has got a, you know, some clean uh, fluids in it. So there's a lot of different type of preparations for where you're going. Um, one of the things that you need to make sure that you always check before you go are your tires. Never cheat on your tires or say, ah, I think I can get one more trip. Nope. Just throw those ones out and get a new one. It's not worth hitting um, a slick patch in the road and going down or getting stuck in a rainstorm and going, ah, oh, man, I wish I would have had those fresh tires on. No, nope. you're going to be out there. You're going to be on the road a lot. You're going to be in hitting weird conditions that you really hadn't anticipated, um, whether it's uh, just road work and, and where they've just put down fresh tar. Um, you'd be surprised. Every, every trip I've gone on, we always hit road work. They're always doing something crazy, whether it's putting down a fresh um, oil seal or, um, or, or you know, totally reconditioning the entire surface, um, all the way, even mud holes in the middle of towns. So get those good tires um, and, and don't cheat on those. Uh, so, um... You know, so one of the first things you got to do, though, um, is figure out where you want to go. You know, choose a, a destination that works for everybody. Um, you know, usually a smaller group is, is better because it's easier to make decisions. Um, and, uh, you know, a rally or a race might be a good place to, to go to. Um, you know, Sturgis might be a great place. There's a lot of planning involved in that. Um, or, you know, maybe it's... Um, the, uh, the Pikes Peak Hill Climb, that's a great one to go to. 
Um, a lot of fun and a lot of camaraderie in that. Um, and, and very interesting ride there and back. Um, you know, it, it sounds pretty basic, but, you know, once the destination is locked down, you can kind of, that's when the real work starts. Because um, you got to research routes and alternative routes, daily mileage, um, good places to explore and good places to, to stay. Um, and it can take quite a bit of time. Um, you know, your group might be one that wants to stay in a hotel every, every night. Um, or it might be one that just wants to camp every night. Um, I tend to like to do a bit of both. Um, I like to, you know, camp for a, a night or two. Um, or glamp, as you can, can say, you know, um, one night maybe with a tent, one night um, maybe with just, uh, you know, kind of just the KOA type of, of campground where you can get those little uh, little cabins, which are really nice because they're they're fairly warm and they're and they're dry, um, and they got places to charge your equipment. Uh, all those things need to kind of be nailed down. Um, And, and which brings us to another thing. Figure out on your, your daily mileage, and it, it'll be different for everyone. For me, um, I like to do about 350 to 450 on the max side a day. Um, and the reason is I like to stop and explore side roads, um, alternative routes. Don't, you know, don't throw out an alternative route because sometimes those are what make your trip a great trip. Um, you know, and is it, don't get me wrong because I can flog it down the freeway just as fast as any other guy, um, and, uh, and just burn down the miles. That's not what to me a motorcycle trip is about. Um, you know, it's, it's those side routes, r- routes and, and roads that equal the adventure. Um, so with the shorter, um, daily mileage goal, um, you can stop at scenic locations and talk to people. And one thing on a motorcycle trip you have to plan for is talking to people. People will want to talk to you, know where you're going, what you're doing, what kind of bike you have. Um, and you'll be surprised. You will talk to so many more people on a motorcycle trip than you will on just if you're traveling in a car. Um, and sometimes this is when you find these alternative routes um, where someone will say, hey, you should go up to this place over here. It, it's a, you know, it's a, a nice trip. The road's good. It's, it's pretty windy. And you'll see this on the other side. You'll see something that was, that will make your trip great. Um, and, you know, when you, when you, for me, for doing about 350 miles, you can get in early. You can maybe go for a swim. Um, and like I said, talk, and also talk to the locals, um, you know, and because they know all the cool places um, and then go back out for another ride. Um, you know, that that is how we found the uh, on one of our trips. That's how we found the Flaming Gorge in Wyoming, which is a phenomenal place. Um, it's got some nice twisties in there um, and it's got some great, you know, land, uh, I guess, landmarks, you could say. Um, it's just a great place and we did all that just by asking the girl at the counter hey you know what's a good place to go around here and she goes hey you know you should check out this place down over here we're like okay sounds good to us and it was it was part of what made um that trip a great trip
Uh, now, from what so when you set your mileage goals, uh, you know don't and also don't say, well, in my car I can do nine hundred miles a day, because it's a little it's it is so much different. You're going to be traveling slower. Well, you might be traveling faster, but you got to stop more often because um, you got to stay you know frosty on your bike. You got to fill up more for gas, um, and you got to make sure that you don't get fatigued, right? Because you you got to be watching for things all the time. Um, and so the miles on a bike are a little, I guess, harder to, to just get down unless you're just, like I said, unless you're just flogging it down the freeway to, to turn and burn the miles. Um, that then, um, you know, you can probably set your mileage goal a little higher. Um, but uh, I would really want to you know, emphasize, you know, take take the time um, and cut those miles back just a little bit because um, you can always change them a little bit you know later on down the road um, so once you figure out your miles goals mileage goals um, and about that means you can kind of figure out the days you're going to be on the trip and about where you're going to stay um, and and from there uh, depending on you know your group, you know, um, you, uh, you know, everybody's going to have a, you know, a, a different, definitely a different nighttime arrangement. Um, so you're going to have to talk to the other riders uh, and kind of figure this out. Some will want to camp. Some will want to stay in hotels. Um, like I said, personally, uh, me and my riding buddy, um, we like to shake it up a bit. And so we'll, we'll do a, a little bit of everything, um, you know. We'll, we'll clamp, we'll camp, we'll glamp. Um, we've Airbnb'd um, and stayed in hotels. Hotels are, are, are nice um, along with the Airbnb sometimes because you can do laundry. That allows you to take, you know, less clothes on the trip um, and, and, and stay fresh at the same time. Um, and and uh, that, that really is, is pretty nice. Remember, you know, Spaces at a premium, um, and uh, also one thing to remember as you're you're going down the road, if you get off on a sidetrack, that reservations can usually be canceled in the major major chains, um, so you can lock those in early um, and change them as you need. Because you might, you know, it, it, you might come in and say, okay, well, I'm going to stay at the Holiday Inn Express over here. Um, and then you do a little more research and you go, well, hey, here's a, a KOA that has a, a great um, little cabin that we want to, and it's got good reviews. Um, you know, so you might change that, um, at, you know, at the right time. And, but lock in those, those, um, those reservations early and that way you can just cancel them. Um, and you're not, you know, scrambling for some little, you know, yucky place to stay in. Um, you got a nice place to stay in, and you then you can kind of do some more research and 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 find out a place that you may want to stay in above and beyond that. Um, and and it, you know it's better than you know maybe losing thirty bucks um, than you know having no place to stay. Um, next would be packing food for a motorcycle trip. Now, um, if you're camping on um, You'll need to, you know, pack food um, and or stop along the way, uh, which is, I do a little bit of both. Um, the first day is really easy, right? 
because um, you can just pack something and it you know, stays fresh, um, relatively good shape for the day. Um, and, uh, you know, then you'll either need to, to visit a store daily or, you know, eat at restaurants. Uh, some people are really good at packing food um, and have specialized coolers for their side box and stuff. But I prefer to travel lighter than that um, and just either visit the store for supplies or um, go to a local restaurant uh you know, sometimes McDonald's is a pretty easy place to hit, you know, um, after you've gotten a few hours of riding in the morning. Um, and, and it's a nice break, right? Because, um, you know, like I said, riding a motorcycle is, is if you've never gone on a extended trip, you know, it's it's not the same as riding in a car. So if, like I say, if, so if you've never gone on a uh, motorcycle trip before, it's much more of an experience. Um, you see tons of things um and um and it's not just that you know you're going from here to there you're actually experiencing the ride you're feeling the air you're feeling the vibrations from the road it's it's much more of a complete trip um so i just prefer um you know to uh to, to go as light as i can um and but some um, good things to pack for for breaks are oranges, nuts, um, jerky, um, and if you're traveling through some of the harder parts of the country, um, you know stopping for meals at restaurants. It's also good air conditioning, um, and that can be a welcome you know break from hundred degree weather. Um, you know, I have a I have a Joe Rocket um, jacket, and it uh, you know opens in the middle, so for those hundred degree um, days it really works good you can just uh, pour some water over your shirt and it's just kind of like air conditioning going through but um, after a while you know 100 degrees just does wear on you um, so and also for those coffee drinkers out there make sure you get your coffee fix in the morning um, and um, always stay hydrated because um, if you don't you will get the biggest headache in your life so that is something seriously consider get your coffee um, you know, in, in the morning, um, whether you stop for it at breakfast um, um, and stay way hydrated. You, it doesn't seem like you get hydrated out, dehydrated out there, um, but you do. And at the end of the day, if you're not properly hydrated, um, you will have a headache. And that's usually when you're you know, trying to carry your stuff in or set up camp um, you know, or clean your motorcycle. And you'll just have this throbbing headache. Um, so always, always hydrate. Um, and that'll help you, you know, stay more alert too. Um, so one of the next things you need to do now that you have your, uh, your destination planned, um, and kind of an idea of what you're looking at, you need to get your bike in shape for the trip. Um, so bike maintenance, honestly, the best way to, to check your bike uh, is to clean it and detail it. Um, I do it every time I, before I go on a trip. Um, do it top to bottom and end to end. The first thing you need to take a look at is your tires, like I said before. Um, if they're going to make the trip um, or go past their safety and design limits, um, and even if they're even close to the design limits, um, you know, just spring for the new tire. You don't want to be stuck out there in the rain um, at night in the rain, um, you know, on these back roads uh, that have, you know, 
patches that are you know slippery uh, you want to have those good tires um, and uh, <clears throat> so make sure that you you pay attention to that and if if you're going well I think I could that's not the right answer the right answer is change it if you're saying I think then you need to change it uh, and and you know make sure you got a good front and a good rear um, and uh, you know don't skimp on that um, and that way you will be you'll you'll be miles ahead um, so you don't want to get out there and and like this last time that I, I went on a, a trip um, I had a on day two I found a um, a break in one of my belts on my tires when I was cleaning my bike at the end of the day and uh, you know that's not a very good feeling when you've been hitting you know triple digit speeds during the day um, and then you got to drive or ride another you know 60 miles to the closest town to get um, to get a new tire um, not only does that throw the timeline off for you know your trip but at the same time you know you're risking um, quite a bit because you're not you know you're the conditions you're riding in one were unsafe and two are going to be unsafe so it's it, it makes for you know uh, a little anxiety I guess as you're traveling so check those tires make sure they're good um, and if you have any questions at all the right answer is change them out um, And, and, and remember, you know, you're going to be on wet tarmac. You're going to be in extreme, possibly extreme heats. Um, lots of construction zones. I'm never able to get through a, a motorcycle trip without those construction zones. And they're either chip ceiling or raw tar. Um, so make sure those tires are in good shape. Um, another thing, change the oil and air filter. Um, because you want to make sure that you're, you know, you're giving your engine fresh lube and letting it breathe as you're turning those 8,000 RPMs um, down the road for extended periods. Um, you know, you, you might be riding a Harley um, or a, a cruiser bike and not be turning those RPMs. Um, I have a Triumph Tiger 1050, um, and, you know, there's a lot of times I'm, I'm turning between six and 8,000 RPMs, depending on how fast I'm going. Um, and, uh, you know, you're doing that for extended periods of time. Um, and so, you know, make sure that that oil is in good shape um, and that you're, you know, that you don't leak oil. And if you are, um, you know, make sure you bring oil along uh, and check it. Check it off and check it daily uh, to make sure that those fluids are, are, are good. Um, another good fluid to replace, and I try to do this once a year, um, is the radiator coolant because it does break down um, and it can build up deposits like rust that will reduce your cooling capacity. Um, and when you're, you know, hitting out some of those, those areas in um, Utah, Colorado, um, you know, they get pretty darn hot and, you know, Arizona. Um, so, you know, you don't want to be, you want the maximum cooling capacity that you can get. Um, in your bike and you don't want it to be influenced by you know rust particles that have been sitting there for last winter um, so so just uh, get some new fluid in there it, it's worth the change 
Um, and it's usually not too big of a deal to, to do. Um, usually it takes me, I don't know, three or four hours to do. Um, and it, it's not complicated. Most complicated is usually just getting the fairings off um, and back, in, back on. Um, another thing that is good to check is your chain. Um, and, and, and check the wear limits on your, your sprockets. Uh, so one of the things about a chain is that um, if it's binding just a little bit as you start you know, putting on the miles, you're going to find that that chain starts binding a lot. Um, and it just takes one, one binding link in that entire thing to start kind of this motion that will just thump against your swing arm. So make sure that your chain's in good shape. Um, you know, make sure it, it's it's good. And um, I like to wax my chain. Other people use other types of lube, um, but uh, make sure that it's not binding, not slapping at all, because um, that will you know possibly carry through to the transmission and, and cause a catastrophic um, you know engine type of failure. Um, so so and if if you get onto the trip and you get that that um, that slap you're hearing that slap um, one you can try to you know clean it uh, and then relube it and if it continues then make sure you get to a, a motorcycle dealership and um, and get it replaced you know that's really all you can do um, usually um, motorcycle dealerships out on the road um, they're they're more than willing to to accommodate you um, and help get you back on the road. Um, so far, the, the stops that we've made, um, they've been more than gracious and got us in and out um, as quick as they possibly can. And, uh, you know, it just is a, a good thing to, you know, check before you go, but if you get out there and it shows up, um, just take care of it. Um, other things that are um, great to check, you know, the battery, um, bake brake pads on and fluid should be checked um, and like I said the uh, you know by personally detailing and scrutinizing your bike you're not you're you're um, you not only flag and fix potential issues but um, if something should fail you're familiar with it enough that you know you can fix it on the road or if you need to go to a shop and that's part of it you know if you're saying well I need to do this this is this is a pretty big deal um, it's, you're familiar with it, right? Um, so you can you can get it and you can fix it. Or say I need to go to a shop, and that that kind of comes in with how many tools you should take. You know the thing on the road is that you want to be able to take care of yourself and take care of your bike, but you know are you going to be doing a full shop repair? You know it's just just a leaky. Um, like a, a leaky brake line or, or, or what, um, or, or something a little more intense that you need to fix, have fixed. So don't get me wrong. I like to do a lot of my own maintenance when I can, um, and would prefer to do my own maintenance, but out on the road, you don't have the clean environment, um, to do a, a good change on some items. Um, you may not have, um, exactly the tools you need, um, which is fine. Uh, you just, 
you want to make sure that you're taking care of your bike and getting it in good shape so that you can keep enjoying your trip. Okay, motorcycle insurance and paperwork are another thing you need to consider. Um, so depending on where you're going, um, you may have different insurance requirements. Okay, in some states, uh, like Washington State, uh, motorcycle insurance is not required. Um, but it doesn't. That does not mean that you can ride into a state that does require insurance, um, and just plead ignorance. You just can't do that. Uh, and matter of fact, some state troopers will know that if you're um, from a certain state that you may not have insurance, and they'll pull you over specifically. Um, and and remember, it's not that they'll just write you a ticket. They can impound your bike. Um, so make sure you got that insurance. Um, and um, one thing, if you're traveling out of the country, like if you're going to Canada, um, you'll need to check with your insurance company um, to see, one, if their insurance will cover when you go outside of the United States, um, and if you need additional or special paperwork. Canada does require special paperwork, um, and their national language is French. So their paperwork is partly in French. Um, so uh, you need to make, and if you do not have that paperwork, um, depending on you know who pulls you over, um, you can have your bike impounded. So, um, but if you just don't, so make sure you don't, just don't you want to be prepared. Um, and it's not something you just call up and get. Um, from your insurance, you usually have to talk to them, and it usually takes about two weeks. So, um, you know, I can't stress this enough, but make sure you um, do your research and have the proper paperwork um, because you don't want to lose your bike. So, motorcycle tools, and this is always a huge one. How, what should I take on um, trips? You know, how many tools should I take? Um, what, you know, what should I pack? How big? Um, you know, the one thing that I always say is one of the first things you should get, at least one of you, one person on the trip, and sometimes it's good to split tools among everybody. So you're not all carrying this, the same heavy load and redundant toolage, right? Um, but a tire pump, you know, and a digital pressure gauge, um, a tire repair kit, um, and a first aid kit are kind of the standard equipment that we like to carry um, when we're on a trip. And, um, you know, so you should always basically have the ability to fix a flat tire um, and attend to a, a light duty first aid issue, okay? Um, and for the actual tools, you know, um, this is where your, your detailing uh, that we previously talked about the detailing of your bike um, comes in. So as you detail your bike, find out the tools and the sizes of tools that you use all the time um, and other tools that you use some of the time um, and, and other tools that you never use. Um, so what I do is I carry a toolkit that comes, one, with the bike because, um, you know, there's they're there for a reason, right? And they have a lot of the, the same tool, you know, sizes that you need, Um and give you a lot of options and combinations that you can kind of put together. 
um, and then get a tool roll from someplace like Harbor Tool and Freight um, and add the tools that you use all the time, like specific um, size wrenches and sockets, right? Um, and hex wrenches. Um, and then I had a good screwdriver with interchangeable heads and um, variable size wrenches. Um, I try to keep my tool size basic, right? Um, and, and think of your, your typical maintenance items that you, that you may do, like tightening a chain. Um, if that's the case, you know, bring tools for that job, um, which may include a torque wrench. Um, and if you're traveling a group, like I said, um, you know, try not to double up tools because um, tools get heavy really fast. Um, and, you know, and divvy them up between everybody. Um, and that way you got a, a good weight distribution. Um, also, another good thing to put in your, your tool roll, um, some rubber gloves, um, some blue shop towels, electrical tape, duct tape, zip ties, um, and some sort of flashlight. Um, but you might already have that. You might have a headlamp or something for camping or just good idea to have some sort of light. Um, like I said, the goal is not to perform shop quality outback fixes, um, but get you to a place where um, a shop can perform a proper um, clean and repair. Um, another thing to consider on, on this trip, um, you'll have daily maintenance um, during extended motorcycle trip and, and don't, you know, don't skimp on it. Um, the most obvious maintenance is, you know, cleaning and lubricating. Um, for bugs and grimes, I typically uh, bring a small squirt bottle of uh, Purple Power, which you can get basically um, at any um, auto parts store, Amazon, wherever. Um, and that's a great cleaner. Um, and then I use a, a small squirt bottle of uh, Griot Speed Shine. Um, the Purple Power, you know, gets the bugs and the grime off, and the Griot Speed Shine um, can put a protective wax layer back on. Um, so it, within that, you also want to probably pack a few mi microfiber towels um, for your daily wipe down and bug cleaning. Um, and sometimes you'll have to clean those bugs off more than once a day, depending on where you're going. Um, you know, th through some places like um, Wyoming and stuff like that, you will have so many bugs on that bike that you need to do it more than once a day because <laughs> um, it gets quite dirty. Um, and make sure you do that chain inspection and oil level. Two very important things. Um, and, you know, I always try to carry mini versions of, like, chain cleaner and lubrications. Um, the little versions, you know, the mini versions are a little more expensive to get. Um, but it saves space and weight. Um, and one other thing, I also carry a little extra motor oil um, just in case, you know, it needs to be topped off. Um, when you're turning that, those type of RPMs, a lot of times uh, it's it's not like just going around town, right? Because you you got extended RPMs um, for for you know in some cases you know hours. So packing your clothes is another thing to consider on and how much to pack. Um, like I said, space is at a premium. Um, I typically carry um, a tail bag. Um, and two side saddlebags. Um, they're not the biggest saddlebags, not like the big square boxes. They're, they're smaller than that. Um, 
And one side even has a hollow out for my, my exhaust. Um, and then just a, I believe it's a 60 liter um, bag um, on my back. And that, that, that seems to be enough for me for, you know, a 15 day trip. Um, and, uh, you know, so, but one of the things that you need to figure out, um, is how far in between washings you're going to ride. Um, and then put, pack only enough to get you from wash to wash. Um, you know, plan up packing, you know, socks and, uh, you know, underwear eat for each day. Um, that gives you, you know, kind of a, you know, fresh, fresh, um, fresh shoes and, and, you know, un underwear every day. And that, that is, you know, where you're going to be wearing your same motorcycle pants, your same jacket. Um, you probably change your shirt. Um, I usually wear shorts underneath my motorcycle gear. Um, and that just keeps it light and easy. Um, and, you know, and the thing is, um, you know, I guarantee that the people you meet are not going to be thinking, you know, your motorcycle gear is dirty, but rather how much fun um, it would be <laughs> to be on an adventure like yours. Um, so, you know, be thinking that people are going to be thinking how cool it is that you're out on the road as opposed to, oh, your, your shirt is, you know, you know, sweaty or dirty. Um, and, you know, not, you don't usually wear, wash your motorcycle gear um, all the time anyway. Um, so um, shoes can be another compromise um, because they can be pretty bulky. Um, so look for like maybe a lightweight pair that can pack really tight and flat. Um, you know, sometimes uh, uh, I, I've, I've packed, um, you know, an additional pair of, of tennis shoes. Um, and sometimes I've just said I'm just going to wear my boots the whole time. Um, other times I've, I've packed flip-flops, you know, which are nice for showers and stuff like that. So you can you know, kind of wear those um, in, the, in the shower rooms and stuff. Um, but shoes can take up a lot of space, so that's something that you have to, to consider. Try to getting a light pair of shoes that pack really flat, you know, um, you know maybe even a, uh, a pair of aqua socks type of deals. Um, uh, so, but that's kind of up to you and, and just figure out, you know, hey, I can work through it. I'd rather have the space. Um, so other other clothing items, um, you might want a sweatshirt uh, or a jacket liner or sweatpants or, or pants liner. Um, you know, the design of your riding and quality of your riding gear will dictate a lot of the extra base layers and rain gear you need. Um, remember, don't under, overpack. You know, it's just wasted space. If you don't use it on the trip, it's wasted space, right? So, so if you find like you've, if you've done a few like overnight trips, a few day trips, you find out that you're not using something, don't repack it because save the space um, for later uh, for something else that you, you either save the space and wait um, and clutter um, or, you know, put something else in there that you may use. Um, and then if you don't use that, take that out and keep, keep but keep that space open um, you'll find that there's just some things you pack and it's like, why did I pack that? Um, you know, like I said, I wear drill rocket gear and they got good base layers. They, they're good and waterproof. Um, but some, you know, I've 
pack sweatpants in the back in in the you know in past trips and um, I've and I've packed extra sweatshirts but I really don't need to because I have that in my um, in my jacket so you know maybe I'll um, use it after after writing but but during writing I don't need that right so if you're packing it for writing hey you know I would say spend the money and get a better jacket that has some you know base layers to it um, as opposed to ah, I'm just gonna wear a sweatshirt under there Um, so, um, so um, another thing to talk about, um, and I know this sounds a little funny, but um, when you're planning extended motorcycle trips and, and you're preparing it, you're going to be talking about it a lot. And you're not just going to be talking about it to some people like, uh, you know, like the people you're going with, right? To your buddies. You're going to be talking about it to your cage your buddies, you know, to you people that, um, that don't ride motorcycles, um, or, or maybe to some people that ride motorcycles, but aren't going with you on the trip. So, and the closer to your launch date, you're going to be discussing it with more and more people because it's on your mind all the time. Um, and it's usually within the last few weeks, you get someone that says, boy, it sounds like fun. Can I go? So, um, now, everyone's going to have a different opinion on allowing more people into the travel plans. Um, but it just changed the dynamic of the trip. Um, and so I think that, you know, that one of the first things you can talk about with your group that you're going is, you know, what about, you know, people that want to come in later? Because remember, you you have reservations um, and daily mileage. Um uh, all along the way, right? Uh, and all of that can change because if you add another person, then you got more reservations, um, or more, you know, places to camp. Maybe they don't want to camp. Um, so you got to remember that, that that can drastically change the dynamic of a trip. You know, and maybe the if this person that wants to go along, maybe they don't get along with the other person, or maybe they're much slower. Maybe they're a new rider. Maybe they're, an, you know, more of a seasoned rider and... and and, you know, we'll um, be hitting, you know, triple digit speeds more often. Who knows? So it just changes that dynamic. So it's good to talk about those things up front. Um, and, and that there is a high probability that even I had cagers say, hey, how about I go along as a tag vehicle? Um, so, um, but it, it definitely changes the dynamic of the trip. Um, so discuss those up front. Um, and my suggestion would be to once you lock those in, just lock them in, um, and 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 don't change anything. Say, yeah, let's do it next time, you know, um, and just uh, kind of move away from it, and and then just talk to them when they get back, and then include them next time, possibly if, if that's something you want to do. Um, so a few miscellaneous items for a motorcycle trip. Um, First of all, one of the things you want to do is call your credit card company. You know, tell them the state you're going to be visiting and the dates. Because um, no one wants to be declined um, while you're on the trip. Um, and you don't want, and I've had it happen to me before where I'm at a gas pump filling up and I'm two states over from where I'm normally at and boom, the pump shuts off. Um, or I get declined at the pump. Then I got to call my credit card company and then I got to say I'm here. So do this before. You can usually set up dates that you're traveling. 
um, and and the, the states that you're visiting, and that way they won't be flagged for, for fraud. Um, another miscellaneous item to get is medical cr credentials um, and contact information for all the riders, um, and make a copy for everyone. Uh, that way if something goes wrong, you can multitask, um, and everyone has instant access to information, um, which, you know, you want to plan for being able to take care of a situation as fast as possible um, and get people the right information um, and, and contacts as quickly as possible. Um, another thing you might want to think about is if you have a fob for your bike, you know, make sure you change the batteries before you, you leave or carry an extra set. Um, you know, a good a, a, a spare key is also a good idea. Um, but make sure you put in a location that you're not going to disturb the entire trip. Um, you know, some people zip tie it to a hiding spot on the frame. Um, some people put it in their wallet. Um, I just put it in a small pocket in my jacket, um, and that pocket's never opened. You know, I just never open that pocket. So um, that way I know I have an extra key, but it, that pocket just stays closed. It stays sealed throughout the entire trip. Uh, <clears throat> sunglass compatibility uh, is something that you need to discuss. Um, I, uh, I have a shoey helmet. Uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice shoey helmet. Um, but one of the things that I never knew until I was out riding, riding, uh, was that the compatibility between my sunglasses and helmet will hide things and distort things. It doesn't distort them as far as, uh, you know, making it look wider or not in the right place. It distorts them as far as hiding them and, um, changing their color. I was riding along and I was seeing these pink cars and I'm like, what's going on? I've never seen these pink, seen pink cars before. I'm in a different state. I'm going, well, maybe they have pink cars over here. It wasn't. It was the compatibility between my sunglasses and my visor at that time of the day. And um, I also didn't notice, but it also hides, was hiding um, certain colors, certain colors was just completely hiding and making disappear. And one of those was road color changes like snakes um you know like the oil snakes that you run into that everybody hates so much it was hiding some of those not every every one of them but it was hiding some of them so i was hitting these roads i'm like what well, that road didn't look that bumpy but um so it was some sort of incompatibility uh, and i um you know it, it could have been that um you know they have blue blockers um i don't know exactly what the incompatibility was, um, but it was changing the color of things, and that changing of the color was actually making the, the colors blend together. Um, and, you know, it, it could have been the polarization. It could have been, like I said, the, the blue blocking type of capability. I don't know for sure, but it was very dangerous, and I took them off right after that um, and just rode with, without, without sunglasses. Um, and so I would... Highly recommend that you make sure that you don't ride with sunglasses that are polarized um, and or blue blockers because there's some sort of incompatibility that can happen some of the time, okay? Um, and I'll, I can investigate that a little further someday, but 
Uh, right now, I just I just not going to wear those. And and they weren't cheap sunglasses either. They were, um, I believe they were either a Ray Ban um, or um, I think they might have been Oakley. I'm not. I, I have to I have to go back and check. Um, so, but they were not cheap. They might or Maui Gym. They were one of the one of those, um, and uh, um, I was it's like wow, um, super dangerous. Um, so uh, now on on my site, um, you can um, I have a. Uh, a checklist, which is a good thing to have. Um, when you're when you're setting up, and so you know, run through it. Um, it's just it's meant to be just kind of a a, a preliminary document that you can add to and take away. Um, but you know, you need it's got things on there like you know, cell phone, medications, bottled water, rain gear, bike cover. Um, windshield cleaning supplies, you know, just um, a leave <laughs> for those headaches when you don't hydrate. Um, you know, uh, you know, camera charger stuff like that, chain wax. Just keep going, going down there and add to it and take away as you as you need. Um, you know, a lot of the things, you know, you're gonna have to figure out some. Some of the newer bikes have like chargers. Um, already, so you don't have to worry about charging your equipment as much. Um, but some of the older bikes, like mine's a 2007, um, you know, it doesn't have that um, that charging port. Um, but um, it has a plug-in under the seat that I can use. So, um, you know, look for look for ways to charge your devices on the road. Um, you know they have batteries that you can charge ahead of time so you fit in your your coat pocket um, I've used those on occasion you know especially when you're out in a in a campground that you know doesn't have any charging facilities um, so you know keep that in mind um, and just you know the key to a good motorcycle trip is preparation and planning um, and but with a caveat that doesn't mean you have to have such a rigid schedule um, that you don't have any freedom, any freedom, you know, and quite the contract contrary, um, you know, and talk to those locals, look for alternative routes, you know, it, it you know, um, one of your first trips, you might just want to just go down the freeway. That's fine. But if you get out on the freeway and you're saying, you know, this is, this is not exact. This is neat, but you know there are other ways to get to where I want to go. Take those other ways because they will make your trip, um, and you'll find these back roads um, and side roads that are phenomenal roads um, that give you even more freedom. And you'll see things that you know very few people see um, in the United States. So you know, get on those back roads um, and then talk to people. You know, um, I've met people from you know there's a lot of riders that come over here from Europe and they'll rent a motorcycle um and and travel I've met you know husband and wife traveling I've met people from Germany that you know that have come over here to ride um you know and it's meeting the people and taking these un 
beaten paths that um, that you really uh, kind of experience America. And that's the one thing about motorcycle riding is that you know it's it's an experience. Um, you know you, you definitely need to keep your eyes about you and what's going on. Um, you know probably even a little more than when you're in a car, but you're out in the elements and you're you're experiencing the travel. Um, and there, there's so much more. Um, that you you take in when you're experiencing that travel. Um, uh, also, I want to encourage you that uh, you know before you pull out of the driveway, one of the first things you do um, before you go on your trip is take off your watch um, and uh, take off your wristwatch. And you know that's basically when all your you know all your preparation. Um, allows you to make calculated deviations and explorations. Um, so the more planning you do, um, the more kind of deviations you can make within your, your trip, um, whether it's just roads um, or, you know, um, getting going a little further, going out, you know, after you've gotten in and gotten settled, um, which is, is a great way to go because it kind of gives you a break, and you do need to take breaks you know, um, cause you get tired, uh, and you know, those, those rest stops are a great place to, to, to stop and, you know, have an orange and, and stay frosty on your bike, you know, cause you're, you're traveling at some, usually some pretty good rates of speed. Um, and you know, the elements, you know, they, they take their toll a little bit. Um, and if you feel like, you know, changing something up, um, and exploring roads that are less traveled, then go for it, you know, um, and you, you, you may see something that you uh, never see again. And that's, you know, kind of what the motorcycle trip is all about. So um, thank you for uh, listening to uh, this week's Wizwares um, podcast on planning for a motorcycle trip. Uh, I have basic write-up on our, our website, wizware.com. And, uh, and also the, the document um, for, you know, kind of a checklist for, for things that you should, you know, put on your trip. Um, and safe travels out there. And uh, if you need any gear, uh, make sure you give us a call and give, or give us an email. And we got some of the, the best gear around. Um, we deal with HJC and, and Joe Rocket. And uh, it's good gear. And uh, it'll get you there and back. So, signing off. And have a good ride.